but you're supposed to be in Cork. And? The nurse addressed the letter to here. Won't she be suspicious? What if that nurse cops on that you're home alone? Martha and I thought of that. Kate held the first page of the letter towards me. I read the first line. My dear cousin Gertrude. Who on earth is cousin Gertrude? I asked. Kate grinned. Martha and I agreed that would be our secret code. Any letters she writes will be addressed to her devoted but non-existent cousin Gertrude, who just happens to live in Seacove. I giggled <laughs> as I remembered Martha's quirky sense of humour. You must miss Martha, I said. Kate nodded. Of course I do, and she misses me. She's the only one of my family who cared enough not to abandon me. I don't think your parents left because they didn't love you enough, I said. But we'd had this conversation a hundred times before, and once again, I wasn't sure that Kate was listening. Anyway, she said, I hate not being able to visit Martha now that she's so sick. But we both know that this is the way things have to be. I knew she was wrong. There had to be another way. Only trouble was, I didn't know what that other way was. I had no real idea what happens to kids who don't have anyone to take care of them. All my experience was from TV and films, which wasn't much help. If adults found out that Kate was living alone, would she end up like little orphan Annie, in a home run by an evil witch? Or would she end up in a wonderful family with heaps of children and pets and a mansion by the sea? For the hundredth time, I wished I had a computer so I could look it all up on the internet. All through breakfast, I had struggled, trying to find a casual way of asking Mum and Dad about abandoned children. But I knew they wouldn't be fooled for a second. And so I'd said nothing. Kate led the way into the kitchen. I sat at the table, but Kate paced up and down the small room, reminding me of a caged polar bear I'd seen once at the zoo. This isn't right, Kate, I said. You love the outdoors so much. You love walking and climbing and running. How can you bear to be locked up inside here all the time? How can you bear not walking on the beach? How can you bear not seeing Jeremy and the Island of Dreams? Kate grinned at the mention of the special tree and the beautiful field that meant so much to her. I'm not exactly locked up all the time, she said. What do you mean? Her eyes sparkled in the gloom, and for a second I could see the happy girl I'd known the year before. Late at night, when everyone else is in bed, I go for long walks. I go to the beach. I go to the island of dreams. And I climb Jeremy. I just lie there and look at the sea and the stars. Everything's so peaceful in the dark. I feel safe there. When I'm curled up on Jeremy's branches, I know that everything's going to turn out all right. I felt like grabbing her and shouting in her ear. This can't turn out right. It's all too crazy and wrong. This is like something out of a movie. And I'm not sure it's a movie that's going to end well. Someone around here is going to have to sort this mess out.
and I have a horrible feeling that it's going to have to be me. But Kate was still smiling happily, and I couldn't bring myself to say the words that would have to change that. So I tried to smile too. Kate seemed relaxed. I love having a friend like you, Eva, she said. You're not like everyone else. Uh, what exactly do you mean by that? You don't look for problems where there are none. You understand that I'm fine here on my own. I know you will never, ever tell on me. I gulped. I brought you something, I said quickly, pulling a crumpled foil package from the pocket of my hoodie. Mum made pancakes for breakfast, and I sneaked one when she wasn't looking. I hope you like chocolate spread and banana.